Hello, welcome to the Monday Nights edition, but you're actually probably watching this or listening to this on a Tuesday, Wednesday or onward, but it's recorded on a Monday and it's me, Chris Howard, aka Suburban Guna, for this Gunnerstown Suburbs edition of the podcast that we do every Monday. And right now we're really, really feeling like we want to do a podcast tonight, aren't we, Ben? <laughs> yes. I can't wait for this. <laughs> <laughs> that is the dulcet tones of at Ben Leader, who has assured me that he's going to thoroughly enjoy today's uh, podcast and he's not going to complain once about Arsenal. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> I can't and, confirm or deny. And to complete the trio is the man himself, uh, Steve Ofen. How are you, my man? Wonderful. Are you also going to be really happy for tonight's uh, podcast if we're playing opposites day yes yeah <laughs> yeah i get to be the over the top uh, po- positive person and you two can just complain away right let's start the timer so that we normally get our 30 minutes up and running and away it goes so who wants to kick us off with the absolute shower that we got treated to yesterday but actually it wasn't a shower i don't think um Explain to me why it was Steve, because Ben looks like he's about to explode. (laughs) Why it was a shower? Yeah. Oh, no, but it's not, though, is it? If you listen to all the pundits, it was just a Mourinho masterclass. It was nothing to do with the shithousery of defence that we've got at all. It It was a Mourinho masterclass of tactics, apparently. Why does he always do it? Like, this is the thing that really annoys me. He didn't. He did. No, no, no. Listen, listen. No, no, you're right. But why does when I when I say that, I mean, when he when when Mourinho comes up against Arsenal, it doesn't matter if he's got the absolute best team in the division by a country mile or what looks like a ragtag bunch of farmers in white shirts and cocks on their chest. It just I don't understand (laughs) how Mourinho manages to fluke these type of results. But I guess you could say it wasn't really a fluke because he decided, well, we're not as good. We can't play football against this lot. So let's just sit in our low block and wait for them to pie themselves in the face. And I think that's exactly what we yeah. did, wasn't it, Ben? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. But the thing is, it's, it's not even difficult, is it? It's sit back, let us run out of ideas and then attack the weakest player, i.e. Mustafi, until he mentally explodes. <laughs> <laughs> he like combusted didn't he it was like he had an emotional breakdown on the pitch like we joked last week about a Shea Longe and we literally someone needed to pull one out and just put him on it like his head's gone isn't it but yeah. he went you full know, Mustafi do you know yeah do you know what really hit home to me was there was I think it was in the second half uh, Ben Davis almost literally like cleared it down the channels he wasn't even looking and it was just a hopeful <laughs> ball went over the top and Kane, Kane was just like <laughs> I'm just going to chase that. And then Mustafi be mustafi just, he just fell over, didn't he? Came yeah. past him and he just kind of fell over. It was like, oh, no. oh God, we thought we'd lost that guy, but he was always there. <laughs> he was always there. Um, Steve looks like he's absolutely frozen or he's just, he's given up. Steve's he's gouged his eye out. out. <laughs> he's just gouged his own eye out. Yeah. Um, talk to me about the first half though. So let's talk about the... Um, Let's talk about the and Steve. You can you can kick off with this one. Talk about the formation, the setup. Were you happy with what he was doing? Playing three at the back. Um, we've kind of got used to it uh, because it's making the most of the absolute budget back line that we've got. Was there any complaints from that perspective? And the, just talk me through your general impressions of the first half. 
so no, when I saw the formation and stuff, I don't think it was a, a big surprise. You know, it's been going okay recently. Um, so you kind of got you got to continue on, on what's been positive. Uh, I was surprised to see Saka out of the team, but could understand given the amount of football that he's played and his age and stuff like that. Um, but I was still surprised and a bit a bit gutted, um, especially as in my humble opinion, I don't think Pepe covered himself in glory in that game. Um, yeah. The first half, um, yeah, it was a, it was okay. You know, we when we got that goal, it was just oh, what a goal! You know, oh, what a hit. To just throw it away, like straight after, was so frustrating. <sighs> ben, don't ben, make me relive it. Don't make me relive it. Ben, what did you do? The moments leading up to the Lacazette goal, and then the what was it, 120 seconds afterwards? Talk me through what was happening in the leader household. Well, I've kind of got this thing where I don't actually celebrate our first goal anymore. <laughs> if it goes in, I just. It, it's a goal. Oh, even I, that, even that strike. No, I just sit there. Yeah, but in the back of my mind, I don't like Lacazette, do I? So I'm sitting there like that. I'm like, right, fine. But I, it's subconscious. Like, I know that we're going to throw it away. And it was just frustrating. Like, to go off what Steve was saying about the lineup, I get, I don't get his thinking at all. But the, I'm crossing my arms. Um, with a family hang out wide, like, I just, I can't, I just can't process it. Like, I just don't get why you want us best centre forward doing doggies and then yeah. he must be asking Lacazette to drop deep because he's dropping deep and doing nothing. He was nothing. really deep wasn't and he? At some point Pepe wants to go and all three of them are just irrelevant like yeah. our three I'm air quoting for podcast people our three best players air quote um, they just did nothing. Yeah. Not going forward it's there's a real dearth of creativity and then the link between we talked about this before link between midfield and attack i mean maybe lacazette is dropping so deep because arteta has said we are so terrible at the black back you <laughs> might as well drop into like a defensive midfield position because <laughs> let's just get body just, <laughs> just get i mean i i did celebrate the goal because it was a fantastic finish and i've been like you ben like to me we were joking about this. I was joking about this beforehand. To me, this season is just a parody season. It's just right off. And, and you know, everything from the empty stadiums to the absolute turgid football that we've had to watch as Arsenal fans, I'm almost just writing it off. So I, I, I but I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying little, the little glimpses of what Arteta ball could be. And I think we saw that at times. Um, I just, what drives me insane is, is it just me? But it feels like, we, when we score a goal, it has to be a very good goal. I think about like the Pepe goal at Brighton. I, I, I looked at that when we scored that. I was like, that's a fantastic goal. And then we just Arsenal beat Arsenal. Um, it, for us to for us to score, it, it seems like we have to work the ball really well and and pull out a great finish. And then for other teams to score against us, it just is almost like the parting of the Red Sea. And Kalasinac, I mean, did we just buy him? Did we just get him on a free transfer? Because they just looked and thought, I'm fed up of um, pundits saying that Arsenal aren't big and strong. So let's just get someone who looks <laughs> big and strong, but can't actually play football. Who wants yes. to take that one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we did. But, the, but this is the thing. This is what I think this is why I'm so angry, because the future looks like it's amazing how quickly things can change. Right. Like two weeks ago, I was like, this is amazing. I'm well happy. Like go and listen, like three back. I was like, hi, I'm sure I was high. But. It's amazing how it's just shifted so quickly. Like, 
you, we could lose a Bamiyang, so we could literally be stuck with Lacazette. They could renew him. They could renew <laughs> Mustafi. <laughs> but like, but, but we're like literally like we can be light years behind. Like I'm talking light years. I, yeah. I know you're going to go. We are. We are. But we are in big trouble. If you believe all the stuff that's coming about money and that we don't have money, like we literally need to luck out and hope for hope that one of these like youngsters becomes like top notch. Saliba is Beckenbauer, Maldini, um, God, Jesus, the ghost of Christmas past, um, everything. He needs to be, he needs to be Cannavaro, he needs to be everything and more. At this point, we basically need Saliba to be a hard tackling, ball winning, good distributing, covering lots of ground, centre half at like 19 years old. And <laughs> I don't watch a lot of, I don't watch, I don't watch a lot of French football, but like we're in a stage where Arteta has literally got gone. My team is so rubbish. I just have to chuck another central defender in there. That, I'm convinced that's the only reason we go through at the back because he's just yeah. looked and thought. It's true. Leo, it's true. Pants. Yeah, but he doesn't. He throws a kind of left back in at centre back. And, and what's happened to <laughs> Rob Holding? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love. There was a question on on the. Um, interview afterwards and they said to Arteta Rob Holding's last game he got man the match against Southampton hasn't started since <laughs> it's like will he play again and to be fair to Arteta he answered it right you know it's been fairly positive recently yeah um, and this is the thing so if if I rewind so we played with with drawn against Leicester um, in midweek which actually after that first half we should have been two or three up let's just say we win that game by two or three goals and Kolasinic was quite good um, game before that we've um, we've beaten Wolves uh, nice strong sturdy away performance again Kolasinic in that game before that we've beaten Norwich and you know didn't really have so he's kind of got some data behind him to say look mm. you don't change a winning team mm. but we kind of knew this was going to happen eventually. There's no way that you can have a central trio of David Luiz, Godran Mustafi, and Sead Kolasinic, and one of them is going to absolutely shit the bed. I mean, it is generally, when you actually say their names out loud, it's quite funny. But what's yeah. not funny is when we you then think, you then think like, they're probably collectively on something like more than a quarter of a million a week. I think they're probably collectively on close to 300 grand a week. Imagine just dropping that off the wage bill. I mean, and signing just what, a couple no of half-decent centre-halves. Imagine, mean, imagine being a second-choice goalkeeper and you finally get your chance and you're like, yes, I'm going to do this. But then actually you remember <laughs> that you've got Mustafi, David Luiz and Kalasnach and you go, actually, no. It's fine. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going that, alone to loot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That goal that, that Tottenham scored, it was like, it was like um, Sayed Kalashnitz has suddenly decided, like you know, in FIFA, you know, a sideways X pass is gonna is gonna hit your man because it's a computer game. It was like he decided to go on to manual passing just for a, a split second. He held X was, for way too he, long. He did. He mm. did. And he's basically a perfectly weighted through ball to, to Son <laughs> in the derby. I mean, it's it's just depressing. Um, but the second can we, half. Can we also what, give a big so, shout out to Xhaka's play? Was it Aurea who tried, was about to um, get up? Was it, or he tried to get up and tackle Lacazette, but if you watch it back, Xhaka just runs right across his path. Nice, block. like yeah. that, That's right? What we that. Want to see. Yeah. yeah, a bit more of that. A bit more of that. Let's talk. Yeah. 
the second half then i i thought was a weird one because i was sat down in my back garden watching it thinking we're in control of this game we're dominating possession we we you know we hit the bar for Aubameyang. You've got Lloris, who's made a really good save, palmed it away from Aubameyang. Aubameyang's just mm-hmm. just knocked the ball just wide from a free kick. You know we weren't creating loads of chances, but to my untrained eyes, I was thinking it's going to come, it's going to mm-hmm. come. Mm-hmm. But I, I honestly, genuinely, I thought after um, what Kalasinich and out, and not so much Luis, he was just caught in his caught like on his back foot. You've got to put the first goal all down to Kalasinich. But I genuinely mm-hmm. thought. They're not going to make another mistake, surely. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I'm a complete moron and deserve to be sectioned. But do you not think, am I the only one that saw that first, that second half and thought this was a controlled possession-based Arsenal team that looked quite good? And so let's, have, let's, let's talk a little bit about Ben. Can you talk a little bit about Danny Ceballos? Because what a renaissance. I really like him. And this is... This is who I thought we were getting. It's just a little bit, it's just too late, isn't it? Like, we can sort of maybe throw some hate in Emery's direction, which I'll um, happily do. But obviously he got injured and it's just a shame. I just hope that we can get him to sort of stay on loan next season. I kind of feel like that's something we have to do. Um, Just hopefully we can kind of, hopefully we can sign some players and kind of get a better balance with him in midfield because... him and Xhaka seem to be kind of getting on, which is quite nice. Um, they just kind of feel like they need someone in front of them. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to shape up or look, um, but it was just—it's just nice to see him to kind of see what we thought we were getting. Um, I, I know it's late and there's like three games left or whatever, but um, it's been refreshing. Let's say, yeah. Steve, uh, about Tobias, about the second half. Sabias and then the second half. Or oh, you can do the second half and then Sabias. I'll leave it to you. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go crazy and do Sabias first. Yeah, it's it's the player we we saw. I suppose was it was in the Burnley game, one of his <laughs> first games. We're like, okay, we've got we've got a player on our hands here. Um, yeah, he's he's the type of player now that's grabbing the game, um, controlling it in there. He's even you know he's even tracking back and tackling and stuff. You know he mm. looks like he really wants it. Second half. Uh, it's a tough one, really, because yes, I felt like we had we had it in control and all that, but I was I was just still pissed off. I spent most of that game pissed off because of Kalasnach. Did you? Um, yeah, I was just annoyed. I was angry the whole of that game. What would you do after that game if you're Arteta? What would you be saying? And what would you be you be doing to Kalasnach? <sighs> I don't know. Anvil on the head, <laughs> and I, I think that's probably literally he must sit him down and go. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, I, I was watching. Uh, I don't know what channel it is, but on YouTube you can see some of like the analysis afterwards. It wasn't match of the day. It wasn't Sky. It must. It might have been BT Sport or something. And they they like zoom in so that you can see like in you, you've got Kalasnatch's view, and there's like someone out wide. I think there's a Bios or Xhaka in the middle. The pass isn't completely there, so you can see why he doesn't do that. The wide one looks on, and then it looks at Louise, and they were saying, if you're going to pass it to Louise, don't pass it in between him and the forward. Pass it between the touchline and the defender. Yep. And, he, and he just turns around and plays it, and he's just like, 
it's essentially right. like like eight or nine year old football, isn't it? Yeah. Like an eight or nine year old does that, and you give him a clap and say, you know, head up, you just learn from me next time. <laughs> but this guy is on six figures, I think, and he has been at Arsenal for a fair amount of time, and he can't pass. Like Arsene Wenger bought a left back that can't pass. Like Arsene Wenger got a left back on a free transfer. I don't understand that. I don't even. I, I genuinely don't understand. Like the the man who made um, technical security one of his modus operandi as a man manager in Wenger, and he can't. He couldn't have seen that Sayed Kolasinac just he, he can't distribute the ball. It just. Yeah. It's weird. It's he's just got an en- weird. he's got an engine, is he? He's right, bombing up and down and shoulder barging people. Um, but yeah, Tini's a class above, I think, and certainly will be in the years to come. Um, but in terms of the the Saka change should have come a lot earlier. That that sh- you know you could see that that should have yeah. happened. Yeah. Well, let's talk I about mean, the corners. I mean, you could see. I think the first corner they had, you could see that someone somewhere has made the decision that Tini is going to mark Alderweireld. Why was that? Like that wasn't just a thing in the game that happened. That was happening at most corners. Why? Yeah, it's like nobody. Do you know? Um, I played in. 11 aside where you'd have like a center half who was essentially an arsehole and they'd like grab you by the shirt and they'd like push you into a position and say you, you effing stand there and you just do it like there's nobody in this arsenal team that i don't want to be like you know your dar on it like this but um there's nobody that's like tony adams that would just literally grab someone at tierney and go no you're going there and you you're going there and you go over there and you know, we've got our positions. But I think they've dealt and, with that before the game. I think they've been told what to do. They've they've been they've been given well, instructions, and this is who you're marking. This is where you're standing. They've been they've been told that. But it so, was like if you're going to pick out the best headers of the ball in that to- at a corner, he is going to be one of the ones that you put high up on that list. Yeah, yeah. So Ben, in that case, how much of this result lay, lays squarely at the feet of Mikel Arteta? A lot. A lot percent. You think so? <laughs> yeah, this is this is by this is the worst performance for by him and the team yet. Why? Um, I, I think he got the substitutions wrong. It's easy now, hindsight. Um, he got the substitutions wrong, like putting in Saka, like taking out Saka. I mean, um, and then bringing him, bringing him, bringing him on too late. Um, Kalasanach, I would have hooked him for that alone. I would have just hooked him, put KT at left back or left centre back, put Saka maybe left mid or something. Like we, it just was like ridiculous. Like it was like Aurier was having a terrible game. We didn't even once be like, look, let's spend five minutes just going at him, just going at him. It's ridiculous. Um, Winks made foul after foul after foul. Yeah. Granted, granted the ref did not give this, but. Surely you just go, do you know what? Let's play around him for a few minutes. Let him keep doing it because he will get booked eventually. And he did. It's like we don't have any like streetwise in us. Like you said, you don't want to go down the route of passion and all that sort of stuff. But it's like we, the management amongst the players or, or whoever makes a decision just seems never to be there in these like big moments. And like I think this is where my sort of frustration is coming from. It's like I can't see how he can fix this. Like... You can't, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. I think it was mercy. You can't fix idiots. <laughs> you can't. He was like, it doesn't matter if you've got Guardiola and a sort of like Alex Ferguson as the manager of this team. You can't, <laughs> if you're centre back, he's like kicking it, 
setting up through balls. Like there's nothing you can do about it. And it just there feels at the moment it's like there's too many places to fix. There's like too many positions to I'm air quoting. There's too many places to fix. Like the the back the defense is a joke. <laughs> then you move yeah. up the pitch and you're like we have got no creative midfielders. Like wh- where's the team gone where we had we used to have like sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was like 16. We'd it was be like sending them out on loan. Firing them out on loan. We'd be like, oh look, we've got another creative midfielder. So it just it just feels quite bleak, and I, I just uh, like obviously Arteta's new to this. Like mistakes are going to happen, but he got that one wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I I I go back to that second half and. The set pieces thing is an issue. Like uh, you guys have probably seen the Orbino stat, um, where he talked about forty-five percent of the goals we conceded from set pieces. Like that's coachable, surely. That's just discipline and structure. And right, what we're going to do with this? Like, right, okay, let's look at the opponent. Let's let's analyze what. How do they? How do they set themselves off for set pieces? Oh, well, what are we? Gonna, um, am I imagining it as well? Did we not have a man on the back post for that goal? Out of Iroad's Don't say that. Steve's going to have a fit, man. We never do. He's going to go. We never do. Don't no, talk to me about go. corners, Chris. <laughs> he's going to go. <laughs> go. Go, Steve. Go. Another goal that someone on the line could have cleared, you mean? No. No. This is crazy. And we had three. So we, we kind of looked like we were doing a mix of zonal and man marking. Yeah. So we had three players. I think was one just like standing there and then everyone else going to try and stay with their man, which doesn't like make sense. I've, you've been in games before where you have like, I don't know, the best header of your ball, of the ball, like a defensive wise, and you can leave them free, right? You can say, right, we'll pick up the men. You just attack that ball wherever it goes. But they didn't even do that. They just stood in a line mm-hmm. and hoped <laughs> the ball came towards them. Everyone <laughs> else was picking up a man. It's just all, it doesn't make sense. Can I, uh, can I have a go at triggering Ben, Steve? Yeah, go on. Um, wouldn't it, do you not think someone like Olivier Giroud just standing on that uh, near post, nodding that ball away, would be uh, valuable to us? Should we not just have kept him, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> He's banging a few goals in recently as well, hasn't he? He, he would have, he'd be better than Lacazette. Yeah. Well, this is the that, problem, man. The but actually, like, there's a serious, there's a serious question there, which is, that type of person that is six foot two, that literally is just half decent in the air, stand on the amount of times that a corner is whipped in to just by the front post, like just on the six yard line, roughly by the front post. If you've got somebody who's half decent in the air, they're probably, you know, five or six times a game. If you think the average game probably has what, four or five corners or something. Um, if you're going to get five corners in a game, three times it's probably going to go into that position. If you've got a guy just nodding it away, and it just feels like we've just every. It's, it's like you said, Ben. Every there's so many problems to fix. It's like every time Arteta fixes one thing, like stylistically in the way that we're set up, it's working. <laughs> like I feel. So he's he's got them playing in a certain way, and then they just go and do an idioting by. Mm. you know not not thinking of some of the basic stuff structural stuff around set pieces and that's just but that but that's the issue it's like you're looking at and you're thinking right and you should never obviously look at other teams but you you look at like Chelsea for example they've gone and spent loads of money 
Um, United have stumbled across these like three or four, like, well, it's not, it's just Greenwood, isn't it? But they've stumbled across Greenwood and you're thinking they've just, they look like a completely different unit. Liverpool obviously have done really well. Man City have just like, have like, few, like pissed off the entire Premier League, which I think is absolutely brilliant. But they're saying they're going to go and spend 150 million. And you're looking at it and you're like, we've been leapfrogged by like Wolves, Sheffield United. Granted, they probably won't be there next year, but it just looks so bleak unless, well, I don't know, I th- unless wizards happen. <laughs> Call some some wizards. form of wizardry. Yeah. Um, Kia, maybe Kia Jurabjian could be the agent for people like Mustafi and um, uh, and maybe we can get him out the door. But Kia Jurabjian just seems to be focused on getting as many of his um, random clients that he can possibly find, like uh, some obscure football clubs. We'll probably have like some Qatari um, left winger that will arrive on our doorstep because Kia has given Raul the nudge in the summer. But um, what, so I'm going to give you some names and just um, let's play the, the bin or keep card. Yes. Um, Rob Holding, Steve. <laughs> How big's the bin? Uh, <laughs> as big as you want. Yeah, so what is this like? Rob Holding, bin or keep? Is like real or Season. completely fantasy land? Real, like real, like people that you think. <laughs> it's real, Steve. It's a podcast. So I can't <laughs> just bin everyone and start again. I have to keep some people. Yeah, you've got to keep some. Okay, keep some. I'll, I'll, I'll keep holding. How many names are there? I'm only going to fire about half a dozen. But I'm just thinking, the reason I'm doing this is I'm more thinking about money. So okay. in terms keep of holding, keep okay. Um, Lucas Torreira. I'd like to keep him, but I don't think we will. I don't think he wants to stick around. I don't blame him, I suppose. Okay. Um, Mustafi, is that an easy one? Is that a slam dunk? Yeah, get rid of Arteta and make him manager. I'm sure it'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, ben, ben, give ben, me a ben, give ben. me a give me a COVID price on Mustafi. How much do you think we could get for someone like that? COVID world, like seven million. Yeah, all right, I think that's fair. Um, what, so we've who got who are we giving seven million to? to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. But, um, this, but this is I mean this is where the management's poor, right? He had like three or four like semi decent games, and we all were like, oh, so. Why chuck him in this mental danger zone? The club should be easing him out. So they should have been like, do you know what? He's going to Mustafi here. The moment he Mustafis is the moment we lose any monetary value on this man. <laughs> so let's stick him out of this game. Let the game happen. Put him back in once it's like slightly lesser opposition and we could have eased him out. Ah, God. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's go through these quickly because before we wrap up, I want to talk about um, the next two games that we've got <laughs> home to Liverpool and away to Man City. Uh, Kalasanic. Steve. Oh, Surely that's a bit. Yeah, well, why not? it depends, doesn't it? Like, is it got dynamite in the bin? Like, can you <laughs> blow it up? <laughs> you could do anything like, you want to the bin. It, can, it, it can depends. Be on fire. Like, if you can guarantee that Tierney's not going to get injured all season and will play every game, then don't mind him being the reserve left-back. But if, if he actually has to play, then no, you've been in. And how much, uh, Ben, are we getting for Kolasinic? Honestly. Like, nothing. Like, like a couple of mil. Three, five, yeah. five, three million. Let's say three mil. All right, that's fine. Bellerin, Steve. Uh, yeah, I think you have to keep Bellerin because he's not as bad as some of the ones we have to be in. Ben? Correct. Okay, Lacazette, Steve. Uh, 
it's I think been. I'd have to. I'd have to. Be probably. That's probably somewhere where Stephanie we might bid. actually be able to get some money. Yeah, Ben, how much money, seriously, for someone like Lacazette? Twenty-nine um, years old. He's hardly been ripping up trees. I mean, I look at this post-COVID world and think ten million quid. Ten to fifteen mil. Really? Just, I don't. Just for, who would pay for him? Well, if you're like, talking about 10 million quid, someone would take a punt on 10 million quid. Um, I think it'd be probably more than that, to be fair. We probably embarrass ourselves there, but we'll go with it. Yeah, I hope you two can't sell our players because we end up with a fiver at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just, so that was just a few examples. So, right there, because of this post COVID world, we're basically looking at 20 million quid, is going to get you essentially nothing. Uh, it's probably going to help to pay off uh, some of Ozil's wages because he's earning, what, 20, 25 million a season. So, like you said, it does look quite bleak. I think we are going to essentially have to start looking at the, the the youth setup and start saying, which players can we bring through? I mean, you've got the likes of Saliba. You know, hope, you've just got to pray that Holding isn't an absolute dud. We haven't really seen enough of him, let's be honest. We've seen him in patches. Mm. And we've got to hope that, David Louise ends up being like fourth or fifth choice centre half next season. <laughs> but let's talk quickly because we've got like a couple of minutes um, on the games ahead, and I've deliberately left it as late as possible to talk about these games so that we don't have to spend we can we don't have to dwell on them. Um, ben, thoughts on the two games and what you see potentially happening? Um, I don't know, kind of. As you were saying, I kind of was just hoping that the final sort of few games would almost have like a feel-good factor, as in like we might see a couple of good goals, um, we might see some good performances from like like Tierney or Bellerin might pick up. But you're just hoping now that we just don't get tonked, because I just think that would like batter the fan base, batter the club, and just we'd definitely lose a Bamiang, and it just would be bad. <laughs> Don't get tonked, is my answer. <laughs> Don't get tonked, Steve. Do you think Aubameyang's going to stick around if you keep chucking him out on the left and no, throwing games No, away? no, no. And that's what, like, I've said this already, but I just I just really don't get it. Like, you want him fresh for when an opportunity comes that he can take the chance. You don't want him running doggies. Like, I just, I don't get it. And you're going to play him against Liverpool. Their fullbacks fly up and down, regardless if they've had, like, 15 beers or not. They are going to absolutely, he is going to run ragged. He's going to do absolutely nothing again. And it's just, we're going to have the same conversation if he keeps putting him out there. I just, I, I get it because I, I suppose, like I said, we don't really know. Like you're seeing Arteta and I suppose he's thinking like Pep, like a sort of Aguero type centre forward who's going to play. I guess that's what he kind of sees in Lacazette, I'm air quoting. Um, but I just, if he's going to be playing on the left, there's no way he stays. No. Nah. Steve, thoughts on Liverpool and then the Man City game as well. Let's have two. Let's have some predictions as well while we're at it. Let's just make this really depressing. <laughs> well, uh, so Liverpool and Man City. I just, I hope we have some. Uh, getting anything out of those games is going would be amazing, right? But if we just have some good spells of football, so that we can have some kind of hope, and we don't get embarrassed. Yeah. Um, just so that we can see a way out into the future. Um. I'm retired from predictions because I've got a record. <laughs> yeah, so much for the since we've re, since we've returned, our podcast is 100% undefeated. That yeah. really, truly went out the window. Yeah. Ugh. 
Ben, you can do us some predictions then. The lads are low. Um, 3-1 Liverpool and 4-1 Man City. <laughs> um, we're going to beat Liverpool 2-0 and uh, we're going to beat Man City 7-1 on uh, on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. Oh, no. oh, lads, as always, it's been lovely. We are now at the end of our time together for this week. We'll do it all again next Monday. I'm sure we'll be even happier after we've picked up two massive victories and we're, we're able to talk about how fantastic it's been after the uh, disgrace of the North London derby. Um, Steve, thank you very much, as always. You're not very welcome. <laughs> and Ben, I love you. I love you, mate. <laughs> well... That's how it's going to be. You don't, you don't <laughs> <that thing>. <laughs> we will see you all on the next uh, podcast that we do. Ciao. See ya. Ooh.